Hi, you are listening to Galaxy Talk Radio, and I'm Corey Jeffries, and this is Soul Vibrations, brought to you by T25CL Entertainment, a global music and film distribution company. As we move towards the 25th century, learn about us by visiting our website at www.t25cl.com. Every Monday at 7.30 Pacific Standard Time, you can talk Compton politics with Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Tuesday, straight talk with the hired brush, Barbara McGee. Wednesday, you can visit Roslyn's Corner, and that's Roslyn Jordan Mills. Thursday, of course, myself, Corey Jeffries, and Dr. Nanana Kwaku, my co-host, with Soul Vibrations every Thursday, 7.30 Pacific Standard Time. And then Saturday, uh, there's a new show that's, that's uh, um, going on right now. It's called United We Stand, and it's conceptualized after the movie that uh, T25 Entertainment uh, just got finished uh, editing. And um, that comes on Saturdays at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time with your host, Andre Ward. If you know anyone, male or female, or veterans that are reentering society from incarceration and need gainful employment or, and or housing, you can contact Jeffrey's Peace Project at 510-691-7090. Also, if your family is struggling with personal issues, you can contact Family Solutions, Inc. at 707-631-0276. You can also visit the web. My apologies. You can also visit the website at www.noangernoviolence.org, or visit Nanana Kwaku at Comcast.net, and that's Nanana N I I N A N A. Kweku, K-W-E-K-U, at Comcast.net. Well, there's a, still a lot of things going on out there, and we, we, uh, we, have, an open, we have an open forum. And uh, uh, let's talk about, uh, uh, first of all, uh, I just got through talking to Dr. Kweku, and he's, he's, he may be joining us at some time today, but I'm not sure. I just got off the line with him, and he's making a pilgrimage of some sort, if you will. He's on his way across the United States from the Bay Area to spend some time with with his uh, with his wonderful family. He's going through Mississippi, Georgia, uh, ten, um, Connecticut, and uh, New York. And for those of you who, who aren't familiar with Dr. Kwaku, uh, let me tell you a little bit about him. Uh, he's an he's an author, uh, an educator, and uh, an advocate for liberation. And he also uh, marched with Malcolm back in the back in the fifties uh, and sixties. And uh, what he had, what he had hoped to do in his travels, uh, he he hasn't gotten there yet. He had hoped to contact us from the New York uh, Autobahn room where Malcolm X was assassinated. Because uh, he was gonna, he was going to stop by there and 
you know, among other places, take a lot of pictures and things of that nature. Uh, he shared with me while he's passing through Georgia and Mississippi, he actually came across some interesting memorabilia that he purchased, including some Confederate flags. And who's gonna gonna be sharing sharing those things with us when he comes back? And it may be subject matter for maybe one of our next shows when we talk about the history of the United States and what part African Americans played in history. But um, again, we would like to welcome you to T25. And uh, you can go to our website and see all the all the wonderful things that are that we're working on, and 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 we do welcome and need your help. And you can help us by contacting your your friends and your family, and uh, you know, tell them to call in and visit visit our website and, and, and join us for these talks that that, uh, that we have, you know, on a daily basis. Um, we talk about things that that empower the community. Uh, we try and find solutions. We, 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 we share your stories, things that affect all of us across urban America. And, of course, uh, located here in the Bay Area, the Bay, Bay Area has a, has a um, wonderful history when it comes to civil rights, liberation, you know, the fight for equality, and it's still going on. If you've been paying attention to, to what's going on in our um, – administration, you know, uh, President Donald Trump, who's mostly known for uh, real estate and reality shows, has actually become our our president-in-chief. And these times that we're going through right now are um, a first of its kind. You know, the policies that he's trying to put in place and – all the executive orders, you know, that he's signing and and actually just how he's relating his business to uh, his job description. He's on the borderline, you know, when it comes to a lot of ethics ethics things, excuse me. He's on the borderline when it comes to things, you know, that deal with um, fair business and and, and being uh, righteous, when you when you're dealing with uh, community issues, political issues, it's a very very thin line, a slippery slope that he seems to be type type But yet and still, he's managed to stay afloat. You know, he's getting he's getting away with with a lot of things, and and you can look at a lot of the people that he's hired and fired, like he used to do on his reality show. You can also look at a lot of people that that are resigning. You know, because, you know, without admitting it, there are a lot of people there that I'm sure once they got into these offices and they and they found out that they were being compromised, they decided that, you know, all that glitters isn't gold. You know, having a position, any kind of position that's related to the president is supposed to be an honor. And, uh, you know, his Republican Party is, is, is divided, and as you know, you know, we talk about the popular vote and all of those types of things. You know, when we talk about democracy, it should be plain and simple. It should be easy. Once you've once you've shown all of your information at the time you register to vote, you should be able to vote from that point on out. You should be able to vote once it's been once everything has been checked and approved. But 
the Republican Party has so many so many trick bags in place to make it hard for minorities to get out to the voting polls and and all these things. And of course, Hillary Clinton beat him by a little over three million votes. How can you get more than three million votes and not win? Think about that for a minute. How can you get more than three million votes and not win? And to me, what that what that tells me is voting isn't 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 really as optional as it as it seems to present itself. Voting isn't really something that we can trust. The whole process, you know, democracy has become a has become a sham, and and this didn't just start. If you really think about a lot of the things that have happened with our constitution and with civil rights and you know voting acts and so on and so forth, um, we see things on the surface, but we don't have enough time. We don't make enough time to look for the story behind the story. You know, we have so many distractions on television, in social media, you know, in our schools, in our churches, in our basic everyday walk of life. We're constantly distracted, and things are things are slipped past us that um, you know can be can be life changing in our communities, but. We're, we're we're too occupied with other things, and sometimes the things we're occupied with are just the basic necessities: uh, gainful employment, health care, education. Uh, you know, the ability to take care of our families. You know, and peace. You know, peace and quiet, and 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 the chance to be respected when you go out and you shop, when you spend your money outside of your community, and you're still discriminated against and, and and followed in stores and all of those things that were happening in the 50s and 60s and 70s, 80s and 90s, and now we're, now we're over the year 2000, which means that profiling happens with the police department. It happens um, in, the, in the job sector, you know, you check these boxes. You know, so so people are aware of what your ethnicity is when you apply for these jobs. Same thing with going to public uh, institutions, be it high school or college. And so, talking about it makes makes us look like we're actually being racist when we bring these things up. But there's so much of this stuff that's thrown in front of us that if we were to talk about it every day. I mean, it would be justified. But if you talk about it every day, you know, the status quo tells you to get over it. Things aren't that way anymore. Things are moving forward. You know, what's your agenda? You know, you, you, become, you become under this microscope. And uh, the one thing that we do here with these shows at T25 and with all of our individual brands, a lot of the people that work uh, here at T25 and work with T25, you know, came from other sectors. You know, we, we, have, we have collectively come together, you know, for a common goal as, as far as being a, a voice, a conduit in the community, a place where you can call and, and share, your, share your issues with us and, and discuss things that trouble you, you know. And we have intelligent people here that are willing to receive you 
and and share what information and experiences that we've had. So um, please call in and call in and uh, exchange with us. You know, we have two callers on the line right now, and I'm going to just go ahead and find out who both of them are and uh, call in. Would you please state your name and where you're calling from? Hi, uh, this is Alex. I'm calling from uh, New Jersey. Okay, Alex, how are you today? I'm doing good, thank you. Great, great. Good to good to hear from you. I have one more caller that I'm going to let in in with us, so so we can uh, chop some things up here. And this person's calling in from New York. Or are you listening, or would you like to chime in with us? Oh, hi, it's Lisa. Um, I'd like to listen and maybe chime in oh. in a bit. <laughs> okay. How okay. are you? Well, I'm fine. I'm fine. Good. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. Thank you. And you're and you're calling from what what area? Um, Southern California. Okay, from Southern California. Okay, so New York, yeah. New York up on the board. But thank you yeah. so for, for calling in. Thanks. And uh, you know, we have an open discussion. There's so many things that we could talk about. And the first thing that I that I brought to the table here was was about unity in our community and and what we could possibly do to change our circumstances instead of looking for, you know, hand-me-downs and, and, and government programs and monitoring systems that uh, actually keep us under a certain yoke of bondage, keep us limited, keep us from using, from, from reaching our full potential. So um, does anybody want to speak to that? Well, if you do, well, just, just uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, um, you know, I'm, we all know it's multifaceted and it's a few pronged approaches, but I do believe that, you know, it's going to be, you know, uh, do for self as well as government because, you know, any time a people or a certain group of people has been raised up and throughout society, government has had some hand in that. So we can't mm-hmm. just, you know, you know, exclude one or the other. We're going to have to use a few things, but I think definitely unity and education is very important. And we have to do a lot of unlearning of a lot of the things and the behaviors that we have now. I think that'll be a good start before we really start to tackle the the bigger issues because we definitely have uh, some some issues on ha- on our hand. And it's you know, I hate to say it, but it is kind of you know by design. So. You know, but it's not impossible to overcome. So I think, you know, there's things that we need to do um, as far as, you know, kind of maybe I always say, you know, my friends say I'm being drastic, but separation wouldn't mm-hmm. hurt, you know, mm-hmm. a little separation until we get our house in order. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I used to hear I used to hear that when the Nation of Islam talked about that. And, and you know, um, I, I I wasn't in that. That, that mainstream of thinking, even though, you know, I was very aware, you know, through my parents and through the things that I experienced personally and saw through the media in terms of our, you know, in terms of the difference, you know, when it, when it came to human rights and civil rights and the way people of color were, 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 were treated differently. But um, a lot of the things that, uh, you know, they, they express, they express them ex- in an extremely radical sense and 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 maybe at that time um the powers that be that you know that were in charge you know in those organizations 
you know, thought it was the time to be radical, you know, because we weren't getting any results. And, you know, turning the cheek used to be one option, and then the other option was the exact opposite, you know, treating others the way they treated you. But but one of the things that was just said about um, uh, being inclusive and recognizing that we can't exclude, you know, the, the government, you know, having generations uh, being, being, being raised here with the government having a hand in all of our affairs, uh, both, both um, public and private. Um, that's a, that's a good point. And, and to add to that, I think, I think um, strategically deciding when and how to use the things that the government has in place for us, for instance, like, um, nonprofit organizations and community organizations. There's 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 a lot of um, city, county, state, government, and federal money that's available for people who want to engage their community in terms of education, health and wellness, um, and even and even jobs. But um, you know, you you have you have two different ways of of, of utilizing that. You, if you go to the private sector, you know that the, the tax situation, uh, the accountability is a little bit different than when you sign up directly uh, uh, with with the uh, federal government, so to speak. They basically own your organization when you start a nonprofit under a federal mandate, as opposed to being being a a, a private uh, organization, even though. The, the laws are similar in the sense that you have to really use the money that you get um, public or or private or you know under the government in terms of in terms of um, you know doing what you're supposed to do for for whatever the mission statement is for your nonprofit because nonprofits are supposed to be um, you know community friendly as opposed to for profit like LLCs but certainly. Um, having a successful nonprofit, you run it, you run it like a business, and um, you know executive heads can actually make a decent salary, um, you know, running these organizations. And so there are ways you can create jobs, you know, as an executor and also um, as somebody who works in one of those organizations. You just have to find the right one that fits for what your passion is. But but we all have to find whatever our passion is in the community. And and do that with, with, with a sense of see see a lot of times we always look at first what's in it for us and and of course you got to be able to survive and take care of your family and look at your health care and do all those things with any job but if you you know if we can kind of reprogram our minds in terms of um, kind of kind of stepping out out a little bit when we talk about helping somebody that looks just like you, that's from the same culture, that's a part of your community. We can, we all have something to benefit when we, when we, when we pay things forward, when we help other people. It's a lot easier to fight battles, you know, when you have somebody or people with you as opposed to going out on a limb by yourself. You usually, you usually wind up uh, having to choose, you know, the way the demographics where people look at you as as, as being selfish and, and saying, well, you, you know, I got mine, so you get yours. I work too hard for this, and 
you know, I, I can certainly understand a person who educates themselves and puts all their money into growing their business and stuff. But but believe me, there are a lot of successful businesses that have foundations attached to what they do, and they give just a small piece of something back to the community. And the more successful you are, the more you have the opportunity to do something like that. But my question is, what what is it that what is it that as an African American, you know, I I I've got, I you know, we've gone through Japantown and Chinatown and and Koreatown and the Latin American community and in San Francisco they have the, the um uh, uh they have the Castro which is uh LGBT community and all these communities are thriving even when it, even when it comes to buildings and, 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 and growing their communities, they get a lot of jobs and, and, and they actually have a hand in, you know, growing the place that they stay. But what is it what is it about us as a people that that seem to hold us back, you know, when when it comes to and we tackled this last week and the week before, but you know, there's so many different answers, you know, and 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 the question is still, um what can we do to set up the next leaders that are going to come out of our community? How can we keep them grounded, but but also put them in a position to thrive? Does anybody have anything to say on that one? Well, let me let me just keep on talking. Uh, I'm going to keep throwing some things out. Um, well, I, now I, I would, um, go ahead. I would have comments on that. I mean, we. Like Lisa said before, um, you know, we have to unlearn some behaviors. And there's a portion of our community that's awakening and and re-educating ourselves about um, who we truly are because a man can't move forward unless he understands his past. And a lot of us were not told about our past because our parents were, uh, they just didn't want to talk about it, maybe to have been too hard for them. Uh, some of us mm-hmm. assimilated, didn't want to look back. Mm-hmm. So we have to um, we have to do some education of our own people first in order for mm-hmm. us to move forward so we could really understand the plight that we're in. You know, some of us are mm-hmm. living uh, with our heads in the cloud, so to speak, uh, thinking mm-hmm. that we're equal with uh, another group of people, right, the group that's considered in this country to be the majority. We think we're equal mm-hmm. with them until we actually have an experience and we realize that, you know, these people actually have uh, more privilege than us. The other thing is we need to demand things from the government, you know. So um, all these other groups that are where they are today, it's not because they didn't get assistance from the government. We have to think back in history. What did they do to those people? What did they give those people back in the day? They gave them... Um, access to land, right? Access to business. Correct. Those were those were mm-hmm. government programs that were given to them. And now when we look mm-hmm. for a handout, we're looked at as um, we're begging something from someone when actually, you know, 200 plus years, we gave, our ancestors gave free labor to them. You know, we, we, we're supposed Certainly. to get a piece of this pie. So we have to start teaching each other about where we came from so we could understand where we need to go. Yeah, and, and those are those are all very good points and and certainly reflecting back on on history um 
we we know that um, um, there there were thriving communities. If you look at if you look at um, Black Wall Street and Pittsburgh and and Tulsa, Oklahoma, and and uh, many other places across across America that had African American communities. Oakland uh, back in the back in the late 50s and through the 60s and early 70s, 87 percent of black households had both parents, you know, at home. And, and you know, uh, a lot of, when you pass through East Oakland and West Oakland and even North Oakland, a lot, a lot of the uh, liquor stores and, and, and um, uh, jewelry shops and, and uh, cleaners and things like that, those were all predominantly black-owned businesses. Black people actually had one parent that owned the business and the other parent that worked either as a school teacher, uh, police officer, an accountant, you know, somewhere somewhere in the uh, city sector, but the other half had a business. And we can skip we can skip back past Oakland in the earlier stages and look at things that the government was complicit in that uh, actually destroyed some communities, you know, turning their heads to the Tulsa incident. When Tulsa, Oklahoma was burned to the ground behind a black and white encounter. And then you look at Rosewood, which was another place. You look at Oakland itself, how it went from having uh, thriving communities and then the COINTELPRO and COINTELPRO and the crack epidemic came in. And then, again, like you said, you looked at the fact that some parents, uh, some of the parents were, were were happy to get to the point where they were and they were, you know, raised in the church and taught to, taught to give their worries to Jesus and pray on things and, and, and without talking or disturbing anything that might cost them their position in society. Which, which was basically just an honest living, uh, a chance to pay taxes, a chance to buy a house, a chance to put your kids in public school, and and, and have no other uh, no other problems other than you know the regular racial things that you still run into. But we we were taught to turn our heads to those things, you know. And um, when that crack epidemic hit, it incarcerated, killed, and and strung out the middle generation, a lot of whom we call baby boomers now. And so the kids were passed on to grandparents. And now you look in West Oakland and historical places, you know, across the Bay Area that are being gentrified now. And a lot of these kids who inherited houses and don't know about property upkeep and property taxes and, you know, they're too busy, you know, sagging and and faded out on, on, on marijuana, which is now becoming legal. Uh, you know their houses are just being, you know, taken taken from out, you know, taken right out from under them. Their heritage is being taken right right out from under them. And, you know, I know some people who, you know, offered ten, fifteen thousand dollars, and they didn't realize even owing property taxes, there was a way they could keep their house. But they would have to step up and start doing some things. They have to start showing some income, like like go get a job, no matter what kind of a job it is. Your house is paid for, and you owe income tax. You start off by going and getting a job, you know, and a lot of them were just brainwashed by banks into thinking, no, it's too late. You've lost your property. And you might have 
a quarter of a million dollars of equity in your house, and you, and, and you and you owe ten thousand dollars worth of worth of property tax. Now, why can't you grab that equity out of your house, pay your property taxes, refinance your situation? I'm not a realtor, but these are common sense things that it seems like you would at least attempt to do, as opposed to being offered money you've never seen. Fifteen thousand dollars is more than a lot of these kids have ever seen at one time. And they pay you to go away, and there and there are people waiting to buy up clusters of house houses that aren't even from the Bay Area. Developers and and, and people who buy land across the country know know where the uh, mortgage crisis hit. Whether it's whether it's Columbus, Ohio, which at one time had the, had when when the mortgage crisis hit, you know they had they had the highest foreclosure rate across the country at one time. And I knew some people that were talking about going back there and just buying. Just, just, just clusters of homes, you know, that were being foreclosed on, and uh, it's a great investment. It really is. It's a, gr- it's a great investment, but that investment doesn't usually go to us. We're usually, we're usually on the end that, 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 uh, you know, that loses out. And so, again, we have to start coming up with ways of working together. Now, you know, my own personal story, you know, I. I was fortunate enough to have both parents all of my life. You know, my mother was a school teacher. My father was a police officer and a business owner. And, um, you know, I worked for the court system. You know, my sister and brother had good jobs. And, and we raised our families and stuff. And we went through things that, 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 you know, other families go through, you know, normal things, you know, breakups in your household and, and certain things like that. You know, the next generation that doesn't stay married as long as, as our parents used to, but we still stayed, we still stuck together. We still looked out for each other. And, and you know, it took me um, being pensioned out early from my job working for the judicial system after after about 20 years and finding out that, hey, you know, I'm going to have to find another job because, because you know, at, at, at 50, 52 years old, you know, there's still a, there's still a lot to be done. And uh, I could go back to working again for another for another place that could snatch the rug out from under me right as I'm getting myself rooted in, or maybe now's the time to start really paying attention to the things that uh, my parents used to tell me that I didn't pay so much attention to because I had a good stable job. But, you know, I had three kids, you know, and a wife to look out for, and uh, you know, it, c- it came down to what could I do for my community. You know, so I started the Jeffrey's Peace Project uh, actually as a tribute to my parents. My mother's maiden name was Peace. My last name's Jeffrey. So Jeffrey's Peace Project was something that I started uh, as a public safety organization to do, that dealt with um, men, women, and veterans formerly incarcerated in terms of finding them housing and sustainable job and, and reconnections with their family and their community and stuff. But it wasn't just about my organization. It was about the other organizations that would hire them, like Caltrans and, and uh, East Bay Mud and, and, and other places that were willing to uh, uh, go out on a limb. You know, some of the refineries, the Port, Port of Oakland, you know, they had programs in place that would receive these people. Of course, they had to go through some checks and balances to prove that they were sincere about their intentions of getting out and being rehabilitated and being a, 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 a you know a plus in the society, and then uh, 
I started coming across other like-minded people who who had been through things. One guy was a was a gang banger. Uh, another guy, um, you know, was was a hustler. He hustled by himself, but uh, he was an excellent athlete in, in high school and college. And so he started something with raised rackets, not guns. I have I know somebody who has shoot baskets, not guns. Uh, New Life Movement in the Iron Triangle of Richmond, which is which is, you know, the nitty gritty part of urban America. If you have ever been through. Uh, the Iron Triangle of Richmond, and this guy used to wreak havoc in that community, and he's back in that community cleaning it up now. And all these organizations, you know, I was I was in a position with with a uh, with another media group that that, that was looking to uh, get content and, and, and grow their community connections, and we started having large uh, community meetings there. And I met this this extraordinary tax lady. Who's a nonprofit guru, and uh, we, we were able, we were able to get all these other organizations started, and they're thriving now. And 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 where it really helped, where it really helps me now, because my I actually helped them to the extent that I was kind of putting my organization on the back burner. Mine's still growing now, but now we have some th- things in place where we can start raising money and getting back to doing some things in community through. Through entertainment and 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 all the things that bring us together. Anytime you give health health uh, forums and things like that, it's always good to have good food and entertainment and uh, keynote speakers and a plan in place. You know, and we talk about childhood diabetes, sarcoidosis, and and and, and lupus and 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 all the things that that, that uh, African Americans are three times more likely to get. In our community, those are those are good things to to go after in terms of getting um, funding. There are a lot of philanthropies out there that give to those types of causes: education, health, and wellness. You know, community uh, uplifting and things. And so, you know, we're all holding hands together. And uh, but sometimes we run into obstacles in dealing with each other. You know, because you know I've had a few incidences where. You know, we we talk we talk like we're going to do things together, and then sometimes one organization, though they're helping the community, they 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 they're still they're still more focused on growing their brand, like we all want to. There's nothing wrong with that, but some sometimes sometimes we don't like working unilaterally straight across the table with each other. But sometimes we like to come in you know, and say, well, hey, um, because these are some of the things that I have, let's let everybody piggyback on what I'm doing. And 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 that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it all depends upon, you know, what kind of understanding and what order and what kind of what kind of commitment that you have when you discuss these things together. As 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 opposed to um you know, not wanting to participate unless you know you're 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 the main part of of what this thing is all about. You know, and and anytime you have an opportunity to work with multiple organizations and get um, uh, philanthropic money that can be shared amongst all of you equally, and also depending upon what you need, some some needs are different than others, but. You know, sometimes, sometimes we still miss, you know, even even talking about it. You know, sometimes 
Sometimes others just don't even want to talk about it. You know, they, they're afraid they might lose something or, 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 or they're afraid that they're exposing themselves maybe to a bad experience they've had before. But that's why you do your checks and balances and you have a professional in there that can make sure that your if your paperwork isn't tight, you can't do anything anyway, especially if the government and, and, and the state is involved. And so, you know, I, I've, I've, you know, ran into some bumps like everybody does, but the fact is um, there's, there's, there's never any, any animosity, there's never any unwillingness to work through things and come up with something that we can do together because at the end of the day, it's not about my organization. It's not about your organization. It's not about his organization. It's about the community and what we can do to help our families, the next generation, to help our culture, to do, to do what the government is going to limit itself uh, excessively to us in terms of how far we can actually grow. You know, we're not going to be part of that 2%, you know, working together or working independently. But what we can do is we can change the philosophy within our community and still have an effect on how these other businesses interact with us. We can simply shut down from dealing with them. Hitting other organizations in their pocket is the best way. You know, you look at Walmart you, as an example. I'm not saying them to be singling them out, but I say you look at Walmart, you look at uh, uh, a lot of these big businesses that don't believe in unions, that don't believe in hiring full-time, which means you have to have two part-time jobs, and out of the two part-time jobs, neither one of them offer benefits or full-time work. So, and, of course, they're in two different locations. So to get eight hours work, you'll probably spend 12 to 16 hours between traveling and between your shifts where you don't even get to see your family. But these companies portray that, and then they come in our neighborhoods, and, and the small businessman is out of pocket because they can offer these things at a, at a, at a lower price. And, 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 you know, it's kind of like a wolf in sheep's clothing, and we keep, we keep opening the gate and letting more more sheepish sheepish looking uh entities into our communities you know um we go in Oakland you can go buy soul food or barbecue from from somebody and it's not uncommon that the person that's serving you your soul food is chinese or mexican of mexican heritage but but what will we look like going into mexico or going into japan and selling them their own food. That would be ridiculous, us starting a business there, you know. And we're over a trillion dollars in spending every year, and we spend it right out of our community. We'd rather wear some Gucci pants that, that cost a couple of hundred dollars than, than to let Joe's Taylor Shop probably fit a, contour our body better with his, with his jeans because it doesn't have a, a big brand on it. You know, we, we go that direction. And we just don't have enough, um, you know, people people in place or, or or forums to discuss this stuff in our communities, where we can where we can and and our kids are are asking, they're thriving for information 
because you, you you see they got they got busy with this Occupy, with the Oscar Grant Committee, with Alan Bluford uh, uh, Justice Committee. You know they know what's going on out here, but they but but they need to hear from us that what they're doing is the right movement. It's the same battles that we fought, and 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 they're on social media and stuff now, so the message really gets out there. But then those other, there's those others again that have, like I said, have their head in the sand when it comes to um, compromising anything that they that they have. And a lot of that is our entertainers and our athletes. They don't want they don't want to they don't want to spoil. You know, I take my hat off to Colin Kaepernick because he's standing up for a cause. And and, and when you talk about the Star Spangled Banner, if you Google and look at the history of what those words were about in terms of runaway slaves and some of the other stuff that they that they took out of the lyrics, you know, and they're talking about um, uh, the problem with us. The problem is we don't have prayer in the classroom and stuff like that again. Well, if we live in a de- de- uh, democratic society, what kind of prayer are you talking about? It, it, it's being biased and bigoted to have Christian prayer in public schools, when you have Muslims and Buddhists and, and, and Jews and Catholics going to, going to the same schools. So when you talk of being, and then you have people that, you know, freedom of speech and the right to be atheists who don't believe, you know, in a God, you know, and then you have people that believe in spirituality from another sense, you know. And so that's a whole other subject, a whole other topic that, uh, you know, that's brought to bear when we talk about fixing our community because we have to look at religion and the part that it plays in our community and the part that it turns its head on in our community. We have to look at uh, who are our leaders and and what they succumb to when they get places of power and position within the government. And then we have to look at the government, the system itself, you know, when you go on a cruise ship, you go on a cruise, you know where it's leaving and where it's going to dock at the end of that cruise. So picking an admiral, you can pick one that's friendly, that treats all of his all of his deckmates uh, reasonable, the one that treats all the people that are traveling on the boat reasonable, the, the one that if he sees another boat capsizing over the side and they're in trouble, Willing to willing to bring them on board and perhaps save their life, save their situation, or you can have a type of admiral that's throwing people off the deck, you know, walking the plank, uh, uh, paying the workers next to nothing, and 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 except for the people that are up in the cabin next to him, you know. So what do you do? You know, at the end of the day, the ship is still sailing with a manifest destiny. So maybe it's time for us to change the direction of the ship, saying we're not going on the cruise ship unless we pick what direction it's taking. You know, we're not going to spend our money on this ship anyway. We, we have a right to know the background of the people that, that, that are going to be serving us, the people, the people that are part of the crew. We have to hold them more accountable. So when you just hop on a ship knowing it's going from point A to point B without knowing what you're subject to get in between, you're setting yourself up for insanity where you're doing the same thing over and over but expecting a different result. 
that's a and, and, and until we get out of that mindset and start re-educating our kids at home and start using, of course, computers or artificial intelligence. Uh, there was nothing in them until stuff was downloaded in them. But fortunately, a little bit of everything is downloaded into the computers. So you can look up things that somebody has put in there that tells truths that people don't want you to know. And we talk about uh, African Americans. We're talking about before it was Africa, you know, ancient Kemet and and along the uh, Nile River where where scientists had discovered civilization began. Civilization began with groups of people in what we now know as Africa. Civilization began in these areas, and they had governments, and hierarchies and politics and civilization. I'm not talking about savages running around with arrows and all these stereotypical things that you see on television, you know. We're talking about civilized people who had their culture stolen and adulterated and even the color uh, changed. People, the peoples of Egypt, were, were dark people. The peoples of Indian were dark people. The people of Greek, Greece, were dark people. Africans spanned out. And there were others that they encountered that evolved. And our race is mixed. And uh, uh, you, got, you got Mongolians and different types of people that we call Asians and uh, whites, you know, and Latinos. But all you have to do is look it up. This, this is no jargon that I'm giving you here. And I have somebody else that's in, and I want to check and see if they would like to speak. Would you, who do we have on the line? Hey, Hotep, Hotep, what's happening? Oh, Hotep. We have, we have, we have Andre Ward who hosts uh, United We Stand on Saturday at 10.30 a.m. you gotta catch, got to catch your show sometime. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, need to correct, you need to correct yourself. It's at 10 o'clock a.m. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. 10 o'clock p.m. I don't know why I wrote 10.30 down. I keep saying that. 10 o'clock p.m. For those of you who, uh, who I told 10.30, it's 10 o'clock a.m., 10 o'clock in the morning. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Chief, Mr. Chief, what's it going to take for us? You know, we've we've been we've been talking about this the last few shows, and we'll probably continue talking about it and, and go into other sectors. We'll probably go into religion at one point and go into you know straight on topics and stuff. You know, and then once we get some more guests. To, more guests that we'll have on that 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 are experts in those areas, but just in general, you know, what kind of things can we can we focus ourselves on again to 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 um, stay in unison with one another? Okay, I just got one small question. Why yeah. does B Why does B come before C? 
why does B why does why does B become before come before C in the alphabet? Yeah. Well, that that's an interesting question. I've never had that question answered to me. I, um, I, I know the order of things. A A B C all the way to Z. I guess you know whoever whoever designed the alphabet, whatever wonderful literary literary designed the alphabet, designed B to come before C as a part of our makeup for our language. I guess I don't know. I'm just taking a shot at it. Anybody else is welcome to help me along with this. I really no, don't. The, the, the answer is very simplistic. You have to be mm-hmm. before you can see. Mm-hmm. Okay. So whenever, I mean, I've, I've been listening here to you, and I've been hearing the things that you say, and mm-hmm. I know where you're going with it, and uh, I definitely disagree with some of the things that you're saying, because you, you're not accurate in the things that you're saying. Okay, and, straighten me out. And this is why be it, you got to be it before you can see it. You can go to... Okay www.t25cl.com you can see it because it was B before anybody could see you feel me man and so there's some degree of research there's some degree of thought that has gone into it there's some degree of cross-referencing and checking to what we have done here as a company and for the things that are in the future of this company and myself, I've had a commitment to black people for years, to our people. And the more that I issued this commitment, I, and I didn't care if you had a degree from college or if you just dropped out of high school or if you are an ex-drug user or whatever you may be. But if you were a black person and you wanted to try to do something, you know, we have always taken uh, you in here at T25CL. Because, you see, I didn't have to go through all this stuff. Everything that I'm doing right now with film, with music, with entertainment, it's for the edification of many. I didn't have to go through all this because I got skills. I can get out here on my own. I'm a professional public accountant. I'm a real estate developer. I can do any of this sort of stuff on my own, and where I don't don't need the masses as I do with entertainment. But I've been trying to take my people along with me. Okay, but okay. Now, 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 every time I've done that, it has come back to bite me in the ass in one way, form, or fashion. You gotta be before you can see. And my problem is I just didn't vet people out because they didn't be it. This is why they can't see it. And so therefore they and they try to understand and try to to get inside of my head, my thought process and what I'm doing. And every time somebody makes that drastic mistake, they fuck up. Straight up. And when they do, that's it. You just can't. We've run across this crap over and over and over again. And we're just getting to the point 
where we're tired of it, sick of it, and especially when people slander my name and my character, such as what you've done tonight on this radio. And so I have to get on here and defend myself. You know, I can't wear the boxing belt down there in my living room right now. One of the laws of boxing is you defend yourself at all times. And, and okay, so, now, when you finish, though, I'm going to have something to say because I don't agree with you, too, so I get to say what I have to say. And, that, and, and, that, and that's fine. And, and that's fine, too. And, and so mm-hmm. this is what I'm saying, is we've accommodated people here, and every time we do it, it has come back to bite us in the ass around here. And, and, and I just don't have to do that because I can deal with the people who have access. It, it, it has happened with me at the Open Post. I got fucked there. Um, it's been happening here in my own house. It's happening here. And so every time I try to deal with these Negroes, and especially Oakland Negroes, it comes back and it haunts me every fucking time I do it. And, and so it, it, it at least, you know, we talk about white folks and how bad they are and the things that they do. But damn, we know what, what they are off the jump street, so we prepare ourselves. But it just so happens that when our own people come through the door, damn, we want to be so accommodating. We want to let them in. We want them to have a chance. We want to want to help our people. But damn, here it is. Every damn time, some type of crap comes up. Whereas if somebody thinks that they, oh, they're smarter than P2YCL or they think they got some edge up or this is what he's doing and just trying to do him or trying to edify his own brand or put monies in his pockets and not helping me or us or them or they, it's a damn okay, lie. Okay, 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 let me stop you for a second, Andre. Just give me a second. Now, first of all, for you. I never mentioned you or T25. So to say you're, so to say you've been slandered. I've been talking in generality. And I didn't say you either. I didn't say you. You you didn't you just say me slandering your name? Didn't you just say that? Yeah, but you I said like I was doing. Thing. You said you you said like I was doing slandering your name, and I never mentioned you for one. For mm-hmm. one, I never mentioned you. But we know. And using okay, but okay, let's 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 we know what we know what you're talking about. Now, now, we who? You and I are the only ones that, you and I, now that you're opening this up, you and I were the only person that was in this place, unless you went back and told everybody your side of the story, which is fine. But then I get, but then I should be able to tell my side of the story, too. But see, that's the thing we haven't been able, that's the thing we haven't been able to do. And and when I've told you, you, and the things that you're saying are not true, you keep repeating them. You keep repeating Okay, now, uh, I I, I, I I listen to you, but see now this is this, we're in an open forum now, and you said you disagree with me, and I listen to you. Now here's what I have to say about that. Now we use alphabet; it rhymes when you say before you you have to be before you can see. Well, A comes before B. I might not have anything to rhyme to say why A came, comes before B, but we know A comes before B. Now, to put this to, to put this out there, um, um, the way we have been doing business since we got together, and I understand that T two five, 
is, is a conduit. It has many facets to it. But it doesn't mean that because somebody else comes and they're offering to, and, and they're working with you that they're not bringing something to the table that you can share together. Case in point, because you're putting it out there. This thing recently, one of your artists, uh, some, somebody, somebody that I brought to you that's on, that's on uh, your website, Harold Keel, shared his, introduced me to his manager. His manager has a relationship with a venue. When she came to me and said, look, I've got artists already, and I have a relationship with this venue, how do we get Harold out there? I said, well, look, not only should we get Harold out there, but there are a group of us, there are a group of us that work with T25 that have different shows, and we all have our own brand that we're trying to nurture. I'm doing something in the community that I can do by myself the same way you're doing T25. I, I have other things that I'm doing by myself that I could do the same way as you could do T25. It doesn't make any difference whose organization is bigger. It's a matter of what is your organization doing. You're talking about Oakland, and you say these things are going on with L.A., but between us, all we know is Oakland and what we can do to be of an asset to T25 while growing our business together. Now, back to this, back to this venue, I also have a gentleman I've had a relationship for over 20 years that has a venue that streams to 5 million viewers, uh, 104 countries, 130,000 streams per show, high-end artists that are well-known all across this country that we've listened to. He wanted to do, he offered himself to us the same way. The problem we had, Andre, the way I see it, is that they offered themselves as a platform the same way you've offered yourself as a platform. And because they have deals in place, we have to go by what they have in place. We can't come, we can't come to their venue and, and boot all of their, all of their uh, artists out of the way and make it all the way about this wonderful movie, United We Stand, and all these things. You have to talk to them about it to find out how they want to partner with you. But you came, you, came in, you came into this thing wanting it to be a total T25 thing, and they climb on your back of something they already have established. They, are, they did something last year at this place already. They're already doing stuff. What they, what, they wanted to, what they wanted to do was, first of all, the reason, why, the reason why we talked about partnering with the nonprofit is because we could get nonprofit philanthropic money that you can't get as an LLC. So we were bringing that to share. They were going to use T25 for its videoing. In other words, all of our organizations could come away with some seed money. And what I talked about on the show, if you were really listening to it, were the other organizations I worked with in the past. And now, because of paying it forward, I, I thought, I, I've, I've been blessed with an opportunity to work with some like-minded organizations. 
I've been I've been kicked in the butt in the past before. You're not the you're not the first uh, uh, um, black black brand that's trying to grow itself that that, that hasn't run across some, some 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 inequities and some bad deals and stuff like that. You're not the first one to run across that stuff. But 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 instead of us but instead of us even talking about it, instead of us even talking about it. You talk. You talk about. You talk about um, um, black on black corporate crime. You you look at the Senate and all these places where these people can't stand each other, but they have to work out a budget. And I know sometimes a budget isn't something that they all like. But thank God we're not working on a budget because we have no budget. We're trying to help you raise money for your movie in the best in the best way, with the best resources we have individually. We're going out here talking about T25 and pounding the pavement trying to find a place to show your movie. And 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 then I come then I come across an opportunity to utilize what T25 does, your global music and film distribution company. You film too. This lady said that she wanted to use T25 to do the filming, the streaming for her thing because she has an agenda for her business too. All of us to get all of us all of us stand to get seed money from this thing as opposed to setting up booths at the at the movie with your artist that with no operating budget we have to guarantee fifty percent of his money to fly up here and then pay him fifty percent before he goes on the stage without any budget at all to make that a reality. I affirm my statement, B before C, because everything you're saying now is... And A is before B. Yeah, which is alpha, which is the first, okay? But now, B before so, C. So that's what, that, that, when, that's, that's what, when, I, that's, that's what when, I battle's been about. Who's the, who's the well, alpha male in this I thing, just, and it doesn't I, have I, to be that way. I, I just got it doesn't have to be that way. I just, I just got a question on Alpha being the first, first. Now, first even in creation. Now, going back when your girl told you to go ahead, let's go ahead and promote Harold. Why didn't you just do it? It's 365 days in a year. Why don't you just pick out a date at the location and promote Harold and his group and just do it? Okay, here's the answer. Here's here's the answer to that. Um, we started. We did that last year in September. She got to see what he could do, and that's what and that's what got her confidence to allow her to do things moving forward. Speaking of this year, what we what we what we thought we were doing was including you in it to raise money for your movie, as opposed to us pitching in two hundred and fifty bucks at this theater that wound up. We wound up not having enough money for the, the, the movie. Was, the, the movie, the movie was has nothing we're, to do we're hustling, with we're hustling, Harold. But we're hustling. But we're hustling backwards. We're hustling backwards. The movie has we need to, we need to, to raise with Carol. What year nothing. did you make this movie? What year did you make what, this movie? What did what did was that make? Well, what, well, what, well, what, just tell us. Let's go back right now. Your girl came here last week. Saying, now you're saying that she came out here to put Harold on the stage. You didn't need any of us there at the table in order to pull that off. 
But you better be glad that I was asking you. You're only peering the part you want to hear. It wasn't to solely put Harold on the stage. It was to promote Harold, who's on who's on your website as one of your artists, along with T25 filming this. It's to get money. Do you know what I'm saying? It's to get money for all of us. It was including it was including you guys. It was including T25. You're, you're creating a story as you go along, Corey. You, you really no, are. I'm, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. When I, when I said she said to put Harold on, what I shared with her was about you guys, too. I said include you guys as well. I didn't say Harold was nobody else. I didn't say Harold was nobody else. That she wanted to promote her artist, Harold Keel, which yes. is fine. Nobody has a problem with that. Go pick out a date and do it. You're trying to keep it boxed into that only thing. That's not the only thing I said. I also shared with you she wanted to do Joe's Corner, where she's going to be interviewing. She needs cameras to live stream this stuff. That's where you guys came in. Your artists were welcome to come too, but but your artist some of, your, your artist who's a who's a wonderful artist. It has nothing to do with that. But your artist comes at comes at a price we can't afford right now, and you're holding us accountable. For, for securing the funds for him to come in. That is while not piggyback, the truth, while, or, or You shouldn't be saying this stuff where, on where, worldwide where, radio. Where, you don't where was he going to get 50%? Where was he going to get 50%? Didn't you say that? He gets 50% up front, and he gets 50% before he goes on stage. Where was he going to get that money from? I told you I was already pre-selling the <laughs> show. But you don't tell, hear tell that. Us, tell us, tell us, tell us. I just told you. you. You're not listening. Where? I'm you're listening. not listening. Where he I told you, you I was I just, already I just asked, I just the asked show. This, I just asked this question. I just and asked hell, this question. If he, if he wanted $1,500 for the show or whatever it may be, he wanted half for the hell, I would have paid. You mentioned it. You I, I would have paid. mentioning that now. I don't, I don't give a damn if it's $10,000. I would have paid it. Hell, I just, I, just, I would have taken care of that. But nobody asking you for a fucking penny the, the, to pay the artist. The question, None. The, None. See, why are you using? Why are you losing your mind over this? And I'm talking to you, decent. Because you're not listening. I've explained you this damn thing to you so put, ten the, times over the past week, and you keep repeating. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. I'm talking about and right now. I asked you the question. I asked you, I asked you the question the right now. I asked you the question right now. And, I've already I, and like you said, and like and like you said, it doesn't have anything to do with with how much money. I didn't say how much money. What I what I asked you was how how were we expected to pay for your guy? That's no, what I, asked. No I didn't say nothing about money. I was going to pay him. Me? No, you didn't. You didn't say that. You said I just it was going to be. I just told. You said it was going to be. I just told. So you're just answering the question. Do you, do you actually think that I'm depending on you to pay the artist to come up here from L.A.? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Because, because, because why would you tell us that we have to come up with half now and half before he goes on stage? That's what you say. Man, that's, once again, that gets back to the B before C. If you can't see it, you can't see it, man. Don't you know that that's standard practice in the industry? Don't you, you know, know more about it. You know about you know more about accounting than me. So if you would ask me about do I know standard practice for accounting, I would say I would say no because you know more about that than me. But I know common sense. 
And one thing that I know is this lady has her own thing in place, and she want and she her offer was to partner with you. But that she never told me this. That, we, that me and this simple. lady have not had one meeting one on one to discuss our relationship. Not she, one. She didn't. She did. She did not come up here as a promoter to come up here and promote for you and just go on back to and go on back to uh, Chicago. She came did up I here to do what she did. I tell, she came up did here I tell to her? Did, did I tell her? Did I tell her to promote for me? Did I tell her to promote for me? What capacity do you need her in? So we can make you sense. Her here what capacity is You brought I, her here. And I, you have I not brought, made it clear I, to I, us why. I brought, I, brought, I brought her here to share her venue with you. That's what I brought her here. To help raise money so you can show this movie that you haven't been able to show since 2013. Her, her, her first venue. I, did, I didn't know that she owned the venue. She has a relationship at the venue. And piggybacking on her, you could have got. You, you never met these people. You never met these people. Everything, everything we've been doing and sharing with you has been to help your organization, and you just don't see it. And you put your own spin on it because of because of you really because of you because of you really believe you'd be you'd be able to sit down you'd be able to you'd be able to sit down and talk with it about it amicably. And the first thing you said was, "Well, T two five doesn't believe in this. This is too confusing. You can just count us out." Without yeah, even talking sure. about it. Without even talking yeah. about it. Then you then you're gonna talk about United We Stand and black on black corporate crime to yeah. suit to suit to suit you walking away from the table. It's you walking away from the table, not to us. Pursue, it can still be done. It can still be done. Walking away from the table. It can still be done. You're the one walking it, away from the table. It can still be done. I, I need to be running away. I shouldn't be walking. Huh? I should be catching a, a, a damn uh, 747 or a space shuttle to get away from this table. Well, whatever's been working for you, it's been working for you, obviously. All right. And it's going to continue to work. And, and I better bounce, man. I, I better bounce because I, I just can't take no more of this. And, and no. I got to go. I'm going to say peace and blessings to everyone. Have a great night. Have a great show. I'm out. Well, you guys, you guys, you know, got to got to hear a real show. Hopefully, the ratings will really go, will really go up on this one. This was something that was plain and simple. Somebody already has something, and they invite you to the table, and you humbly take your position. Your skills are in music distribution is what you advertise, and um, filming. And somebody offers you an opportunity to raise money because you can't raise the money to do your film. We've shopped it around to various different theaters, and and it's been out of our price range. And this last time it was just $250 that Dr. Kwaku's nonprofit was able to get the nonprofit rate. The LLC would have cost over $2,000 without knowing what ticket sales are. 
And again, the nonprofit who's sponsoring this would be responsible for paying T25's artist 50% before he gets up here and 50% before he goes on stage. Think about what I'm saying. This is absolute this is absolutely no fabrication. And think about the way I said it. With a straight, calm, respectable manner. And to think that and and to have him think that he's being slandered or something like that. Um when he was never mentioned, I was talking about us learning how to do business together and work together. His conscience, his conscience made him come in and, and, and say this stuff. And we're supposed to be family and brothers. We're supposed to be able to talk amicably and 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 through our differences and everything else and come up with a solution. That's what we're supposed to be able to do. That's what we're supposed to be able to do. And yet and still, you know, it's not about it's not about us. It doesn't appear to be about us. Dr. Kwaku and I brought a lot of stuff to the table here a lot of stuff to the table here. And they're still being developed, especially since there's no operating capital. We have other jobs, but we put our time in. And all this stuff's happening in L.A., but, but it only funds your interest down in L.A. Whatever's happening so successfully down there should make it easier for you up here. Or maybe or maybe you shouldn't expand to up here until you can afford to be up here. We got together to look at some office space on a couple of occasions. And there's stuff on the table. But Dr. Kwaku and I have our nonprofits. And we found somebody who's a promoter that's been in the industry for 30-plus years, if you've ever listened to the sound of Philadelphia, Gamble and Huff, the old Philadelphia label. She's a retired police lieutenant with a lot of integrity. She already has venues in Indiana and in Chicago that are already, that are already going. And she looked to expand herself to the West Coast. And naturally, she has an artist that she allowed to be on T25's website so they could make some money off of his album if it's a music distribution company and it's promoting his album and some hits come in, they have an agreement for a split. They haven't finished signing the contract. He's on, he's, he's on the website. But she's coming out here to promote something with somebody she has a relationship with. And anybody else is welcome to come along and share in on the revenue. 
residual income is what we're trying to create so all of us can get paid on a regular basis. Not so we can come in and give everything away to any particular one of our organizations it's for us to get the rest of the crumbs. And I've spoken to professional people that are in high places at Kaiser, at Wells Fargo, and the types of things that they connect themselves to, and they connect themselves to nonprofits that have a mission, that have a goal, that are doing something in terms of health and wellness, education, community empowerment, business development. Partnering up with another LLC is a possibility because she's an LLC. From a promotion standpoint, there's revenue you get from the tickets, from the bar, from the food, you know, or a flat rate. But then on another level, if you have a cause and you bring nonprofits in and partner nonprofits in with that, there's even more money that comes to the table through sponsorships and philanthropies. It gives us more monetary options to create revenue. See on this on this thing on on this thing, P two five P two five stood to get about ten thousand dollars from this thing. The way we were doing the numbers with the ticket sales and everything, and pay his artist, and then he's filming it. Pay his film company, and where does that leave the rest of us? You invite somebody to your house to your party. Or you invite somebody to your house and they take your house over and the whole party's there. The catering, the parking, the valet, the food, the drinks. And at the end of the day, they walk out of your neighborhood and you're still struggling. All of our, all of our brands are trying to make it. United We Stand was made in 2012 or 13, according to what Andre told me. And we had a private screening at Expressions College in Emeryville. And uh, I just recommend you see the movie for yourself. You know, there's some skilled people who made the movie, you know, cinematography and everything looks good, you know. And with all movies, your first movie is your first movie. There's always room to, to, to improve things. Nothing gets, you know, you know, the chances of the first one getting a Grammy is neither here nor there. It's the fact that you had a project and you finished it. The fact that you had a project and you finished it. But if you're African-American, nobody's going to drop $200,000 to invest in your movie unless they have control 
unless they have a controlling partnership with you where they, with, I know that. And to make this argument, this difference of opinion about B and C, when we know A comes before B, this was about about being an alpha male. That's what this was about. It's about being an alpha and wanting and wanting to, and it's his company. He should have a right to control his company. He should. The direction it's going and the time it takes to get where he wants it to get. Two thousand. This is 2017, 2012, 13, or whatever. That's not a long time. But the movie was done in 2013, from what I understood. And I and and I found somebody to edit the movie for him. And I guess he went back to L.A. and then found somebody else to finish it. I don't know how it got finished. To tell you the truth. But one thing that I do know is that I wish wish him and his and T two five the best. You know, like I do all African American businesses. But um, I think his I think his feelings were hurt when you know I'm in the middle of this thing. So it's not me. This lady's been doing this longer, promoting longer than longer than Andre has, and. For her to come at me and say, well, look, um, I already have artists lined up that are well-known headlining artists. I already have a relationship with this club. Did you tell him that we were inviting him to participate with us using using the alphabets B and C? He can put himself before me all he wants because this isn't my thing. This was her thing. She's A. A comes before B. But I'm piggybacking on the A because the one over at the other club was my relationship. They already have cameras in place. They have artists. You can look and see that Keith Washington and all these people have already left there. And this gentleman is allowing us to, to, to work something in with him. And... <clears throat> Basically, it's all or nothing, you know, and I can understand that. If, 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 if Andre wants wants to have total control and to be all or nothing, then that's fine. You know, we tried that with the home improvement show, and we talked about fixing fixing his place up as the first project. What's in it for the rest of the community, too? we got to think in terms of how we share share ourselves, you know. And it sounds more like a conscious thing than anything else to me. It sounds more like, you know, sounds just just sounds more like, you know, he was a little upset with the fact that we had to deal with this. We were supposed to have a conference call and we found every excuse to not have that conference call. And, I, and, I, and, and that makes me think that sometimes people try and pull the wool over your face, you know. So anyway, it is what it is. Anybody still out there, you heard for yourself. 
Still on the line, New York, or are you gone? All right. Um, no, I'm still here. Yeah, so I'm sorry that you had to hear that, but, you know, family has their dis- their, dis- their uh, differences of opinion. And yeah, but it was good to hear what you say. You know, at the end of the day, T25 is like a family, and, you know, it's yeah, been like that for yeah, some time. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I and I mean, you know, we we should be able to, you know, we're, we're we're at the end of the day we're grown men, no matter who owns the company, no matter what's what, we we talk to each other straight across the table like grown men. We talk to each other and grown women. We talk to each other with 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 class and dignity, no matter how our passions overwhelm us, you know, and. I'm I'm willing to listen for ten minutes, but all I ask is that I get ten minutes in return. You know, the only time, the only time, you know, things things don't stick to that form is 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 when, you know, I'm gonna walk away from this looking at myself in the mirror too. You know, there's things I could there's things that I could have approached differently and said better, possibly, but. One thing that you get out of me is I'm able to admit when I'm wrong about things. I am. I am. And I had to learn that by being wrong enough times, you know, when finally I had to look at myself as the common denominator. Nobody's right all the time. And I I just put this out there because this is something that's just without choosing any sides, that's just a plain and simple example. When, when I talk about, um, you know, mentioning this in terms of somebody's inviting you to their platform and you have to realize that they're inviting you to their platform. This lady is a promoter that is promoted out here before and she's expanding out here. She's not coming out here to volunteer her time and to give everything away to somebody and walk away. With, with 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 nothing. She already had a plan in place in a relationship. And Dr. Kwaku, my co-host, and the others that I talked to were interested in meeting Andre because I told them, I said, this guy, they do good film works, they have artists, go to the website, we could do some stuff together. They need money. We need money. It looks good on the internet. We look like everybody's thriving, but we're all broke the same way. We're all broke the same way. And it makes much more sense for us to work together when you have a piece of pie that you can share with their sponsors, philanthropists, a venue, food, drink, entertainment. All we need, all we need is a mission statement behind what we're doing that's community friendly. And we can all come away from this with something. The only problem I have with Andre is he insisted on 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 on, on this thing being ninety percent T two five CL. We weren't even finished talking, and he got up and started lining his artists up and telling them about these venues that we invited him to that they could come to, they that they could come and be a part of this. He switched it around to to his artists being a headliner and 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 Joe Gamble's artist who she's promoting 
doing one or two songs and his guy doing a whole set. And and we should have still been able to talk about it and make reason out of this so she could be clear and more precise. But sometimes people only hear what they want to hear. They see what they think is an opportunity, and maybe it's because they've gotten the bad end of something in the past, like he shared. Somebody's always kicking him in the butt. Sometimes you have to look at the common denominator, and that's you too. He had something on the table with Paul Cobb. I wasn't there with Paul Cobb. I don't know what happened. I haven't heard Paul Cobb's side of the story. But after knowing my side of the story with, with this, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm not sure what, what what Andre expected Paul to do for him. So I got to give Paul the benefit of the doubt. He's not here to he's not here to uh, speak up for himself. I'm not saying I'm not saying that he that, that he would be right, but I'm saying after my exchanges, Andre, and and after this thing happened, you know, I tried for a couple of days to 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 uh, to, to reach out and things like that and. And uh, believe me, if, if 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 it was something, if it was something that I was sure I was right about, and somebody was trying to call me, I'd answer the phone, say and, and say, well, what do you want now? At least hear them out, you know. Especially if I, especially if the intention. But, but see, that's the difference. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking like a nonprofit, and maybe that's part of my problem. I'm thinking like I found somebody in a for-profit thing who's a promoter, and it was and it was and it's a good marriage. But usually, nonprofits work singularly. Even though now they're starting to work more cumulatively together, because you find out that that philanthropy is like giving to multiple organizations at one time. So we're kind of forced to all jump in the bucket together. But I got to remind myself that, you know, a nonprofit is about, is about a non, I mean, a, pro, a for-profit is mainly about a for-profit. If it, if, it doesn't, if it doesn't suit me for profit, then I don't want to be a part of it. It's all or nothing. And that's what, that's what this seems to be. After, after not being able to afford a theater, while partnering with a nonprofit for the $250 rate and still not being able to afford it, I, 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 would, I would think that that's a sign that when you have another opportunity to do something in the entertainment where you can walk away from this thing with two or $3,000 and pay to have the movie shown at any place that will, that will accept your movie and still have some more money, that makes more sense. Sometimes it's hustling backwards to try and sell your product when you haven't taken it out of the oven. Sometimes it makes much more sense. Sometimes it just makes much more sense. Sometimes it just makes much more sense to raise the money first and then do what you're doing. Because if you haven't raised the money, you wind up with something that you've done in 2013 and you didn't have enough money to finish editing it until somebody comes along and C, B comes before C, but still somebody edits it for free 
you don't acknowledge the fact that you need help. We all need help. That's the thing he's not acknowledging is that he needs help. We talk about it behind closed doors, but then when we get out in public, we don't we, we don't we don't do it that way. And that's kind of and that's kind of sad. It really is. It really is, you know. So you know. Yeah, so you know, I, I I'm just really hoping. I'm just I'm just I'm just really hoping that when the when the fumes start stop because he blew his stacks, and he's probably not listening to anybody right now, or the people that are in his ear are brown nosing him, and he's a hundred percent right about everything, you know. But. My nonprofit is out of my house. His his for-profit is out of his house, you know, and we all need office space, and we all need, you know. Yeah. We all need help, you know. And I tell you, if you find a millionaire to jump behind your movie, he made a million dollars being smart. No matter how many boxing belts or CPA things you have, he made his money by being smart, and he's going to control your movie. You're going to have to sell. You're going to have to trade some shares in what you're doing. I mean, unless you find somebody who just says, here's a million dollars, I've got $10 billion, and I and I like giving the you know GoFundMe is out there. There there are places out there. So anyway, um, uh, this show will re-air an hour after its inception. After, I mean after its completion, and uh, you know. Some, deg- some degrees, I hate that you guys heard it, but then by some other accounts, it's a necessity that you heard this because these are the things that keep black folks from um, consummating their business, you know. This, these are the things that keep folks from consummating their business, you know. There's no compromise, you know. It becomes a pissing contest. Too many chiefs and not enough Indians. The B and C, you have to B before you can C. We have to A before you can B. Okay, B and C rhyme. But what, what does that really mean? A comes before B. So if somebody can under, if somebody understands that and want and want to translate it to me, I might have received it better without all the profanity and the yelling and screaming and you know, all of that stuff, all the unnecessary stuff, you know. And, uh, you know, I I, I really think that uh, T25 has, has a lot of promise. You know, they have good, good people working for them. They really do. And, 
you know, uh, I, 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 I'm not comparing him to Donald Trump. We know Donald Trump is bullying all the Republicans and hiring and firing people and doing all that stuff. That's a whole different scenario. But uh, to have a successful business, I don't care what. You've got the best wine in the winery. You rely on those grape pickers down there. And it's how you treat them that actually reflects on your business. And, uh, you know, moving forward, uh, for any people that are listening to this show, just know that uh, always keep yourself mindful and open to having intelligent dialogue with whoever you're in business with, whoever you're negotiating with. You know, don't sell yourself short. Understand that that you're an important part of anything you're involved in because it's as much about you as it is about them. But when you find common ground, you realize that you both have something to offer some others, which is very important, especially in our community. You know, we've walked away from doing stuff Numerous times, we've walked away from doing stuff numerous times because of the very uh, encounter that happened earlier. And see, it only takes one because um, so one, if one walks away, then it can't. Then that particular thing can't get done. But the Jeffrey's Peace Project is here. It's mine. Kugelma uh, uh, Publishing, One Media Networks, which has paid its taxes and is still at the groundworks, is mine, but it belongs to everybody. The things that I foresee with this going forward is about sharing and about interacting, and it's about keeping your identity and your brand. Mine is mine is not an all or nothing um situation. Mine is not an all or nothing situation. And I just like to make that plain. And until that conversation took place, um the only the only one the only person the only the only entity that made Andre feel accountable was 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 the mirror. Was the mirror, and maybe who and maybe who he had to undo the promises to. Down in down in L.A., because while we were negotiating this, and he could have heard it, he heard what he needed to hear, and he got up and walked away from the table and started cutting some deals and went as far as to send a proposal to these people. And they contacted us and said, why is he sending us a proposal? But see, we we couldn't talk about that on the show. He just, he just, he left the show. But that's unethical. That's backdooring. And it is what it is. Got to call it for what it is. But uh, I may have a show next week. I may not. I don't know. But if I don't, 
It has been a pleasure, and I will still keep you informed of where I uproot myself again because, again, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about what we have. We have some things planned in August at both clubs, at Phoenix and at Ease Waterfront, and um, we will be raising money for, the, for, the, uh, for these nonprofits and empowering the community and dealing with education and health and wellness. And uh, we'll be working on office space and a green room in our relationship with the Berkeley Access Channel and other access channels um, to do the same things that uh, we're doing here at TT5. Um, Block Talk Radio is something that you can create on your own without having to... um, you know, re- re- rely on any anyone or any entity particularly. So, um, you know, everything will be moving forward. And I really sincerely uh, hope maybe next week at this time we will be laughing and, and, and talking about two brothers having a difference of opinion. But if not, uh, know that you can... Rest assured, keep your ears open for the community works that we're doing. And if you have something that you want to contribute to the community, you can contact myself, Dr. Kwaku, directly through the numbers that I left earlier in the show. And we have the grant writers and the wherewithal to help you with your organization and to align ourselves up together to better our situation and help all of our independent businesses to thrive because it's not about one organization. And this has been Soul Vibrations, your host, Corey Jeffries. Dr. Kwaku wasn't able to join us, but uh, we'll see what's up next week.